weekends or their famous Polish sandwich. Just 99 cents each, only at Wiener Schnitzel. Gem Secrets is coming up next. I'm Tom Riapel with News Every Half Hour. And when it happens, on your charger station, 760 KFMB. Welcome to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, the nationally syndicated radio jewelry show. For the next hour, we'll discuss all facets of the jewelry industry. Have a jewelry question? Give us a ring. 1-800-760-5362. That's 1-800-760-5362. Now, here's the host of Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, jewelry appraiser and graduate gemologist, Michael Rogers. Hello and welcome again to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, the jewelry and collectible radio show. I'm your host, Michael Rogers. Uh, we are here live in the studio uh, every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Uh, this show pretty much covers the hidden treasures from the jewelry and collectible industries from around the world. So we usually have experts on uh, collectibles to come on the show uh, every week to educate you on various type of uh, antiques and collectibles. Uh, and answer any questions you might have. So if you have any questions on the uh, the topic for the day, um, please feel free. Give us a call if you want to hear from you. Uh, and also, uh, if you have a private collection um, or if you uh, um, have any type of uh, collectible questions or deal with one, one specific, again, feel free to call in. All right, today we are going to talk with Larry Stone, uh, who is an expert on military collectibles. Larry, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, very good. Thank you. A little wet today this morning, but that's okay. <laughs> now, tell us about uh, military memorabilia and why it's so intriguing to collectors. Well, Michael, military collecting has been around as long as there's been wars. Uh, people have collected it from uh, you know, the ancient Roman times up through the present day, and the collector is part historian, and the historical aspect of these little bits of metal and cloth all have a story behind them, and it's up to the collector to try to unearth that story. Now, what types of uh, military items are usually collected? I would say uh, the items that you would see most often now are going to be items from the conflicts of the 20th century, World War One, World War Two. Uh, Vietnam is really coming into prominence, coming into its own now. Uh, you're going to see uh, medals, insignia, headgear, edged weapons, uh, books, uh, uniforms, uh, you know, almost anything that was used by the various uh, armies in those conflicts. So uh, so pretty much you're not just looking at a particular war. Um, you could be looking at a particular period or just... Uh for a fanatic that just likes the uh, military, uh, either weapons and so on? Sure. I mean, there's there's collectors that specialize in certain time periods or certain wars, and then there's collectors uh, whose tastes will be a little more eclectic that may collect a broad uh, spectrum of items uh, within the category, like someone might collect edged weapons, and they might like you know, swords from the American Revolution through World War II, mm -hmm. that type of thing. And then there are people that will even specialize even further maybe and collect just the edged weapons of World War II or, or Civil War swords or that type of thing. So really uh, quite a variety in the collecting taste that you run into. Okay. For those of you who, uh, if you happen to collect uh, military memorabilia or uh, if you have any questions for Larry, uh, please give us a call. Uh, the number here is 1-800-760-5362. 
So let's get into our first topic, uh, metals. Tell us a little bit about the differences uh, between the different uh, types of uh, metals. I assume there's different um, metals for different uh, categories of the uh, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and so on. Well, there's different types of uh, items that will fall under the category of metals. Uh, the first type would be your valor awards. Uh, that would be things like your silver star, your bronze star with the combat V, the Navy cross. Uh, going to the other side of the spectrum, it would be like the Iron Cross of Germany, uh, the Croix de Guerre from France. Um, those were awarded for specific uh, acts of valor or specific uh, valorous behavior within a given time period. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are the ones that usually you'll see the veterans that got them are the most proud of. They were for a specific incident. Uh, and usually there will be uh, some paperwork that would tie into that medal that would describe the incident and put it into its historical context. Uh, the next type of medals would be service awards. Those are medals that are awarded for uh, behavior within a certain service period, like the uh, good conduct medals of the U.S. military, which are awarded to enlisted men. Uh, the early examples say anything before 1930 of the Navy and Marine Corps uh, good conduct medals are, are desirable among collectors, not because they represent a specific uh, valorous event, but they will uh, almost tell an interesting little story themselves. A, a, a good Navy good conduct award from the early part of the 20th century, if the guy you know did a 30-year hitch as an en uh, enlisted rate, uh, will have bars for periods of service and on some of the older ones, they would actually engrave the name of the station or the ship that the particular sailor was stationed at. And so you can get a little bit of a kind of a history of the Navy just reading the back of those bars. There might be uh, uh, a name from an old naval air station or maybe one of the old battleships like the Arizona or the Nevada or something like that. So those medals will tell a story uh, within themselves also. The next type of of thing that would fall under the category of medals would be qualification badges. Uh, those are badges that would be awarded for qualifying as uh, uh, expertise in a certain area. Mm -hmm. For instance, uh, pilots would wear uh, a set of pilot's wings, whether you're in the Navy or the Air Force. Uh, on the German side, they, they had uh, qualification badges, which are collectible for uh, anti-aircraft gunners and uh, for doing ground assaults and that type of thing. Um, so those are the basic three types. You've got the valor awards, the service awards, and the qualification badges. Now, what determines the, the value of each medal? Does it depend upon the period or uh, the well, service the you're coming out of? The period and the age has a lot to do with it, but you can have a medal that can be you know, fa fairly recent. By that, I'd be referring to Vietnam. Mm -hmm. uh, which, because of the rarity of the award, and if you have the provenance, such as the documentation to it, can make the value go up. It's, a, it's really a combination of rarity, condition, and the provenance that goes with the metal. Now, you could have a, uh, this is just as a kind of a real broad spectrum example, you could have a World War II issue Navy Cross, uh, which is a you know, fairly uh, scarce metal to find, uh, just 
you know, by itself with no name attached to it, nothing engraved on the back. Probably, you know, a 250 to $350 piece depending on condition. Now you take that Navy Cross, if it was awarded during the wartime and it had the uh, sailor or Marine's name engraved on the back and you've got the letters of transmittal and the original award documents, now you're going to be looking at a piece that can easily get into the uh, $1,000 to $2,000 range. So the, the provenance can really make all the difference in the world on some of these collectible pieces. Well, folks, if you have a question for Larry, you can call one 800 760 Now, what are some um, some of the prices for the more uh, expensive metals? Like, What's some of the rarest uh, metals that are out there? Well, uh, some of the rarest metals that, that are out there uh, for collectors could get into uh, some of the really, really early uh, uh, metals that were given on uh, both sides of the, the defense in the Napoleonic Wars, uh, some of the British metals and uh, some of the Prussian metals and some of the French metals that are from that time uh, can run into uh, many, many thousands of dollars. Uh, coming up into the 20th century, uh, or the top end of the spectrum would be a uh, uh, like a British Victoria Cross with provenance uh, from World War II. You could get into the British Distinguished Flying Cross. Um, the uh, good example would be uh, uh, a German Knight's Cross with oak leaves and swords. Uh, one of those with the actual award documentation can run into the many, many thousands of dollars. Okay. Well, let's go to a quick break. We're going to be back. We're listening to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. Are you tired of sinking thousands of dollars into a diamond when your money could be better spent elsewhere? PristineGems.com is proud to announce the ASHA, the newest diamond simulant on the market that has people selling their moissanite and diamonds. Unlike moissanite with its greenish seaweed color tint, the ASHA mimics the beauty and color of a natural, flawless diamond. All of the ASHA stones are cut to hearts and arrows perfection, which allows more than 96% of light to return back to the naked eye to enhance its sparkle and brilliance, while most diamonds reflect only 70%. The ASHA is affordably priced and comes with an extensive lifetime warranty, which includes protection against chipping. Even the entertainment and television industry is impressed with the ASHA, using it as a substitute for expensive diamond jewelry. So experience the difference. Visit pristinegems.com where you can take the ASHA challenge and decide for yourself which looks best. A $35,000 hearts and arrows diamond, cubic zirconia, moissanite, or the ASHA. The ASHA Diamonds Emulant, where fire meets ice. Are you planning on buying or selling a home? Then come see the Coldwell Banker team of Francis and Ken Owen. They specialize in serving the needs of first-time buyers and sellers, senior citizens, or families in the market for a house in the North County communities of San Diego. With the Owen team, you receive realtors who are a valuable information resource for new home buyers to the area. They are well aware of the schools, neighborhoods, services, and benefits available in the North County. You also receive two top real estate professionals for the price of one. The Owen 
Owen team has received numerous awards in recognition of their exemplary performance on behalf of their clients. They have been the recipients of the prestigious President's Circle Award, recognizing the top 1% of agents nationwide. You can consider the Owen team as your personal lifetime realtors. Francis and Ken Owen believe that the purchase or sale of a home should be a positive experience, so they make sure the process of buying or selling your home is a smooth, quick, and enjoyable one. So contact Francis and Ken Owen at the Coldwell Banker office in Vista. Call now at 760-643-5036. Honey, our 10th anniversary is coming up. You know what that means, don't you? What, you're going to trade me in for a new model? No, I'm afraid your warranty expired years ago. No, silly, you promised me a diamond ring for our anniversary. You know, I'm kind of afraid of us getting ripped off. Look what happened when Sandy and her husband bought a diamond. She wasn't satisfied with the diamond, and he wasn't happy about the price. And don't forget about Jim, who's still in the doghouse because he bought a fake diamond. Don't worry, honey. I found a great book called The Secrets to Buying Diamonds. It teaches you how to choose the right diamond that you can afford. The Secrets to Buying Diamonds will definitely help us avoid getting ripped off. Hmm. The Secrets to Buying Diamonds. Sounds great. It's filled with color photos and information about diamond inclusions, enhanced and treated diamonds, and the newest look-alike diamond, moissanite. It also shows you how to choose a mounting for your diamond, as well as checklists to ensure that we buy a diamond that we'll be satisfied with. Thank goodness. The Secrets to Buying Diamonds will definitely give me some peace of mind. Make your next diamond purchase a pleasant one with The Secrets to Buying Diamonds. Reserve your copy today, online, or at your local Barnes & Noble bookstore. Welcome back to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, your jewelry and collectible radio show. I'm your host, Michael Rogers. We're talking with Larry Stone, uh, an expert on military collectibles. Now, Larry, before we went to the break, we were talking uh, about metals and some of the uh, more valuable metals today. Yes. Um, also, uh, right up there in value would be uh, uh, American uh, metal groups. Uh, say World War One and World War Two era, with the valor men- medals that I mentioned earlier, uh, you get some of these metal groups with uh, uh, certain types of metals and combinations like silver stars and purple hearts, mm-hmm. and Army Distinguished Service crosses, and and if you have the right, uh, you know, the correct original paperwork that goes with the group, uh, you can. You know, get right into the five hundred thousand dollars and and on up range. Oh. Some of these things. So, for a basic person that might, uh, you know, go to a, a military shop, well, what's what's the the regular price that they can uh, expect? Well, if you go to a, a, a shop or a show or or something like that, uh, getting into the the hobby of collecting metals is actually quite reasonable. You can start collecting uh, good original examples. Uh, of, of of World War II period medals in the probably probably ten to twenty dollar each range, uh, such medals that were handed out uh, uh, probably you know in the in the millions as far as numbers of them that went out like the World War II victory medal uh, which really kind of symbolizes the American effort in World War II but there's so many of those medals available that the prices are quite reasonable for collectors. Yeah, that's just amazing. With uh, let's go change the topic a little bit. Books. Uh, tell us about the different type of military books that are out and what makes it so valuable. Oh, this is a subject I love to talk about because <laughs> this is my, my specialty. Uh, you know, there's di- 
different areas within within military books. There's narrative type books which will cover battles, and uh, uh, there's biographies that will cover the significant mil- uh, military personalities. Uh, there's reference books that just the number of reference books is staggering, covering the equipment and uniforms and insignia and headgear. Uh, you know, if you can name the army and the time period, there's probably a book to go along with it. Uh, of particular collectors, especially, especially uh, these days, I, and I think it's to do with the fact that you know we're all losing our fathers and grandfathers. It's you know from World War II, mm-hmm, yes. but people are getting interested in the unit histories and the cruise books. Uh, unit histories were actually printed right after the end of World War II and would cover the uh, battle histories of particular uh, divisions. Uh, the Army and the Marines uh, all had their unit histories from World War II, also the Army Air Corps uh, groups and squadrons. Uh, and then coming into to prominence really for the first time, I think, are the cruise books of the United States Navy. Uh, people have uh, begun to really appreciate uh, these records that were published, you know, pretty contemporary to the events, mm-hmm. right in the late 40s. And they can, you know, I, I get calls all the time from people that want to know, do you have the, the cruise book for this or the history for that? My uncle was in it. My dad was in it. And they're really, you know, taking an interest in the the history of their family, which is really nice to see. Well, we're talking with Larry Stone, an expert on military memorabilia. Uh, If you have a question, give us a call, 1-800-760-5362. If you uh, collect uh, military uh, collectibles, give us a call. Um, Now, with the price range, well, actually, let me ask you a quick question. With uh, I I remember reading about Hitler's diaries. Uh, Didn't they find Hitler's diaries uh, about, what, a year ago? Well, actually, I believe the events were more like... uh Oh, I think it was more like seven, eight years ago. Okay. Because uh, I think they were trying to sell it on eBay. They were actually unearthed in Germany by an antique dealer. Um, actually, it would have been more like 15 years ago, if you can believe it. It's It was back in 1985. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a kind of a long, drawn-out story, but they were basically all, all proven to be forged by a master German forger. And so that... The story of the forgery actually was, uh, and the subsequent marketing of the fake diaries was actually a bigger story than the diaries turned out to be. <laughs> oh, goodness. Because I, I would have swore I uh, remember eBay trying to sell uh, some of Hitler's uh, memorabilia. Uh, I think they were trying to sell the diary. It could be mistaken. Mm-hmm. Well, the, di- the diaries that were uh, purported as Hitler's diaries that came out about 15 years ago or have been subsequently proven as as fakes. Now, maybe... Uh, somebody decided that the pages of the fake di- diary were collectible themselves. I don't know. I mm-hmm. just don't remember seeing that. Okay. Let's go to our first call. Uh, we're going to talk with Don from El Cajon. Don, how are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. I have a question for Larry. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Larry, uh, you know, I'm a veteran, and, uh, you know, I got a uh, National Defense Medal and Vietnam uh, Defense Medal and campaign, you know, the basic stuff. Uh, how do you, you know... To get on the human side of it, you know, forget the financial part of it. How, how do you get this stuff, and why would anybody give it up? Well, it's it's yeah, almost a Indiana Jones type of search all the time for this kind of thing. Uh, this material will come out of uh, uh, constant searching. You know, the hitting uh, estate sales, 
Thank you very much for the call, Don. And that's a good point he brings up. Why is it that uh, metals are available to the public even after the fact? Uh, shouldn't they be just, uh, uh, you know, just for the uh, the people that serve in the service? Well, I mean, th- that then you're talking about: Do you want to have government control of what you're allowed to collect? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another question. Now, a lot of times too, and I've got to say this to kind of stick up for the collectors: the the antique military items is going to get a lot better care and preservation in the hands of the individual collector than if it was all boxed up sitting in the basement of the Smithsonian. Um, and, it, and it's going to get studied. It's going to get appreciated. The history behind it will get exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, to say that the collector shouldn't be allowed to collect and you know the metal should revert to the government and all that is... I think it's just a little bit ridiculous. They've got better things to do than to catalog 20 tons of military memorabilia mm-hmm. every year. And I think, especially because I met you at the Ocean Beach uh, Antique Fair, and I didn't know that much about uh, metals and uh, military memorabilia, so it was nice to go to your booth, see these items, because I saw different uh, different things labeled. So I think, think that's a great thing for uh, for people who, are, um, who might not have any uh, background in military and they're seeing for the first time. One thing I would like to add about the medals, the most important thing, if someone has the medals and they belong to their father, is to display them properly and keep them. And if you're not interested, maybe save them for your kids because they might be interested. Mm -hmm. Medals are more than almost any other aspect of military collecting. Medals are very, very personal to the veteran. They should be very, very personal to the families, and it's kind of tragic when it's not. Okay, we're going to come back with Larry uh, from... uh an expert on military collectibles. You're listening to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. Be right back. One of the great things about living in San Diego is that you can do almost, do almost anything you want any time of the year. And that, my friends, includes gardening. Hi, this is Ken Anderson from Walter Anderson Nursery. You know, Ogden Nash once said, My garden will never make me famous. I'm a horticultural ignoramus. I can't tell a string bean from a soybean or a girl bean from a boy bean. Don't be like Ogden Nash. All you need is Gardner and Bloom Harvest Supreme planting mix right from the start. Adding Gardner and Bloom Harvest Supreme to your garden soil before planting your vegetables will give them the head start they need for a bountiful harvest. Harvest Supreme's rich blend of peat moss, worm castings, forest humus, and more will be just what you need to get your garden off to a great start. Stop by either Walter Anderson Nursery location, Point Loma, or Poway to see the entire line of Gardner and Bloom products. That's Walter Anderson Nursery, open seven days a week to serve you at Enterprise Street and Pacific Highway in Point Loma or Scripps Poway Parkway and Community Road in the Poway Business Park. Walter Anderson Nursery, serving San Diego's gardeners since 1928. 760 KFMB News Time, 730. I'm Tom Riopel. 
In the KFMB News Center, we have breaking news at this hour. More than a half dozen people were wounded when a Palestinian gunman opened fire on an Israeli bus. It happened in North Jerusalem. The gunman was shot dead. The attack occurred as Israel prepared for further withdrawals from the Palestinian areas. Law enforcement officials in California continue to patrol suspension bridges. Governor Gray Davis says he's convinced the bridges are safe, but defends his decision to announce that there may be threats against them. I have not chosen to make that information public before uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, but this time, the, um, the threat came in writing from three separate federal sources. It was time-specific, and it was location-specific. It was suspension bridges on the West Coast from November 2nd to November 7th. And Davis says he appreciates support from the White House and the FBI for his decision to make the announcement. The start of this year's New York City Marathon should begin in about 20 minutes. The race will be the most tightly secured sporting event in city history. KFMB's microclimate forecast from Matt Bailo. Periods of light rain today. It'll be cloudy overnight and tomorrow. Currently 64 degrees in downtown San Diego. KFMB News has been a service of the San Diego Wild Animal Park. It's the Wild Animal Park's annual Mum Festival running through November 18th. The park is positively blooming with spectacular displays of colorful mums. The Mum Festival is free with paid admission at the San Diego Wild Animal Park. More gem secrets coming up next. I'm Tom Riopel with News Every Half Hour and When It Happens on your charger station, 760 KFMB. Tonight, an NBC motion picture event. They were the young freedom fighters from the Warsaw Ghetto who held off the Nazis longer than the entire Polish army. We will fight our enemy Love. Based on the incredible true World War II story that's never been told. We will live with honor. Lily Sobieski, Hank Azaria, David Schwimmer, Donald Sutherland, and John Voight lead an all-star cast. Come and get me! Uprising. Make me proud. NBC Tonight. When we play a game together, I probably won't say, Thanks for making me the focus of all your attention and energy. I'll just give you a hug when I get a triple word score in Scrabble. Or do a little dance as I make my first million in the game of life. And I may not say, Hey, this means a lot to me. I may not say it, but you'll know. Parker Brothers Milton Bradley invite you to plan a family game night for your family tonight. Everybody who plays wins. Mom, Dad, thanks for playing. This is Willie Work. Hello. Back to answer all your laundry questions, like how to get out those tough no. embedded odors. Like when your husband comes back from the plant, woo, smelling like he brought the whole place home. Or when one of the cows escapes and you have to wrestle the ground. Uh-huh. What? I think that's a good one. They're all good ones, and I have the solution. Febreze for the wash. Just add a capful with your detergent, and odors disappear. Wow. One capful is all it takes? Yep. Febreze for the wash. One cap, one wash. And say goodbye to odors. Welcome back to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. You're listening to... Larry, uh, we're talking about military collectibles. Uh, if you have a question for Larry, feel free to give us a call, 1-800-760-5362. Now, Larry, let's move on to another subject, uh, toys. Tell us a little bit about the toys uh, from the, uh, the eras and how, how, which ones are pretty much uh, collectibles. Uh, in the area of military toys, um, 
for. That's almost the first thing that somebody will start to collect is toy soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can range in price, you know, from the, you know, 3 to $4 a piece to $25 a piece, and you can get into sets that can run into the hundreds. Um, there was an old British company called Britons that used to make box sets of hand-painted toy soldiers, and those are really collectible now, especially if you find a mint in the box. It's just uh, amazing what's happened with the prices of some of that type of, of material. I have a little collection of that myself, and the first ones I acquired were ones I painted as a kid back in the 60s. And uh, uh, also some of the uh, uh, stamped tin toys that were made in Japan in the late 40s and the 50s, mm-hmm. uh, those are have really taken on a life of their own as far as the value and that kind of thing. And again, it's the type of material that condition makes all the difference in the world on the on the value of the piece. Now, I remember uh, when I was a kid, I used to play with the uh, the typical, the, the green soldiers, which uh, everyone's uh, really popular about. Right, right. The, uh, the little plastic soldiers, those were made by uh, a toy company called Marks. And, uh, you know, the, the sets of those today, if you found them in the box with the original bags and all complete, some of those sets will sell for you know, four hundred dollars on up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just amazing, but you're lucky to find one or two of them now. <laughs> <laughs> I know because they, first of all, they break so easily. I remember I uh, uh, would play so hard with the toys and they'd break. But um, I remember GI Joe also. Now, tell us a little bit about the history of GI Joe. Uh, the GI Joe dolls, actually, I'm not uh, not too familiar with. I know they came out in the the '60s, and again, those are are. Uh, you know, worth a lot when they're mint in the box. That's really not an area that I know know a whole heck of a lot about. Okay. Let's go ahead and go to weapons then. Um, actually, uh, let me do some patches. I know that's another. I know that's another uh, bit of your specialty. Yeah, badges and patches has always been a very, very interesting uh, item to collect. Uh, patches. Uh, it, let's talk about U.S. patches for a little bit. Uh, really uh, came into their own. Uh, rhyme period of World War One. One. That's when the American divisions fight in France. Decided it would, it would be good for the esprit de corps of the units to have uh, an insignia that would stand out from uh, other units of the army. Uh, so the basically the patches start out as, as shoulder sleeve insignia, the tradition in the U.S. military military that carries through today. Some of the earliest patches from that time period will be uh, handmade. Uh, in France, uh, handmade in Belgium, uh, the, the embroidery is just beautiful on them, and those pats can, you know, run any, anywhere from seventy-five to three hundred dollars, depending on the condition. Typically, when you find them, they've got some mothle holes because they use green wool as a backing. Uh, but every once in a while, you get lucky and find one in mint condition. Uh-huh. Uh, the patches continued on through the thirties, being worn by the army units, and then as World War Two uh, began to dawn. Uh, the patches, the insignias were pretty formalized. Uh, they were officially authorized by the uh, War Department, and uh, almost every unit in, in World War II had a specialized shoulder patch. And the shoulder patches from World War II are actually fairly common. I mean, they were made millions. Uh, it's a good place for a collector to start collecting insignia. can get a nice, authentic World War patch for around $5, on $5. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those can go up in value depending on uh, 
the unit, if it was a more of a what was considered an elite unit, then the patch can be worth more. What really, really add to the value of the patches is if they were theater-made. There was a theater of operations in World War II called China, Burma, India, and uh, the Indians and the Pakistanis and uh, some of the tailor shops over there produced some beautiful American shoulder sleeve insignia that actually has, uh, it's made out of piece leather and embroidery and silver bullion wire. And those are one of the most attractive patches that you can find. Okay. Let's go ahead and go to the phones. Uh, we're going to go talk with Brett. Brett, you're on the show. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing fine. How about yourself? Oh, very good. Good, good. Hey, I uh, was listening this morning when y'all were talking about metals and, uh, the other day, uh, uh, a uh, radio trivia show that y'all air at night asked a question about a metal, and it made me research it to try to find the answer. And in doing that, I came across a metal that I was curious to tell me some history on that I, I've never even heard of before. It's a Marine Corps metal. I guess there were only 22 or 23 of them given out. It seems like it, it's like the equivalent of the, of the Congressional Medal of Honor, only specifically for the Marine Corps. And I got the impression it was from the early, like from 19... 15, 19, 20, sometime in that, in that era. I may be wrong on that. I can't, can't remember the name of it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I believe the medal that you're referring to, to is called the Marine Corps Brevet Medal. And that sounds, that sounds the, like it. the ribbon was actually similar in look to the Medal of Honor that it has a field of stars on the ribbon. It's a red one, and uh, it has small white stars embroidered onto the ribbon. The metal takes the form of a Modif Maltese cross with the Marine Corps anchor at the top. And it says United States Marine Corps Brevet. Uh, the metal actually uh, came in being uh, through an act of Congress in 1870, which forbid the wearing of an officer brevet rank because they gave out, gave out brevet ranks in the Civil War. And... Uh, the metal itself, uh, believed, uh, was actually in the 20s it came out, uh, authorized in 1921 by the Secretary of the Navy, and it was authorized to be awarded, awarded to Marine Corps officers whose brevet commissions had been confirmed by the Senate. Uh, it's one of the shortest-lived medals, really adds to the rarity. It was awarded, it was awarded to uh, 20 officers, and... Uh, it was actually elevated in 1929 to a position following the Medal of Honor and the Navy Pyramid of Honor. Uh, so it is, it is one of the one of one of the rare U.S. medals known. And well, well, fantastic! Like I said, I just uh, I got caught a glimpse of it and didn't know again why you know when you know what circumstances it was awarded under and, and uh, uh, didn't, didn't do enough research to find that out. So I'm glad I heard you this morning. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thank you for calling. All right, uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to answer some more phone calls. You're listening to Gem Secrets, and his. we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Are you planning on buying?
buying or selling a home, then come see the Coldwell, Coldwell Banker team of Francis and Ken Owen. They spe- specialize in serving the needs of first-time buyers and sellers, senior citizens, or families in the market for a house in the North County communities of San Diego. With the um, you receive realtors who are a valuable information resource for new home buyers to the area. They are all aware of the schools, neighbor- neighborhoods, services, and benefits available in the North County. You also receive two top real estate professionals for the price of one. The Owen team has received numerous awards in recognition of their exemplary performance on behalf of their of their clients. They have been the recipients of the prestigious and Circle Award, recognizing the top 1% of ACE nationwide. You can, can consider the Owen team as your personal lifeters. Francis and Kansas and Ken Owen believe that the purchase or sale of a home should be up to experience, so they, they make sure the process of or selling your home is a smooth, quick, and able one. So contact us and Ken Owen at the Ken Owen at the Cole office in Vista. Call call now at 760-643-5036. Honey, our 10th anniversary is coming up. You that that means, don't you? What? You're going to trade me in for a new model? No, I'm afraid your warrant aired years ago. Go. No, silly. You promised me a diamond ring for our anniversary. You know, I'm kind of afraid of us getting ripped off. Look what happened when Sandy and her a diamond. She wasn't satisfied satisfied with the diamond, and he wasn't happy about the price. And don't forget about still in the doghouse because he bought a he bought a fake diamond. Don't worry, honey. I found a great book called The Secrets to Buy Diamonds. It teaches you how to choose the right diamond that you can afford. The secret buying diamonds will definitely definitely help us avoid ripped ripped off. The secrets to buns. Sounds great. It's, it's great. It's filled with color, color photos and information about diamond illusions, enhanced, enhanced and treated diamonds, and the newest look-alike diamond, moissanite. It also shows you how to choose a mounting for your diamond, as well as checklist to ensure that we buy a diamond that will be satisfied with. Thank goodness. The secrets to buying diamonds will definitely give me some peace of mind. Next diamond purchase, a pleasant one. With the secrets, the secret to buying diamonds. Reserve your copy today, online, or at your local Barnes & Noble store. Are you tired of sinking thousands of dollars into a diamond when your money could be better spent elsewhere? PristineGems.com is proud to announce the ASHA, the newest diamond simulant on the market that has people selling their moissite and diamonds. Unlike moissite with its greenish seaweed color tint, the ASHA mimics the beauty and color of a natural flawless diamond. All of the ASHA stones are cut to hearts and arrows perfection, which allows more than 96% of light to return back to the naked eye to enhance its sparkle and brilliance, while most diamonds reflect only 70%. The is affordably priced and comes with an, comes with an extensive lifetime warranty, which includes protection against chipping. Even the entertainment and television industry pressed with the ASHA, using it, using it as a substitute for expensive diamond jewelry. So experience the difference. Visit gems.com where you can where you can take the ASHA challenge and decide for yourself which looks best. A $35,000 hearts and arrows diamond, cubic zirconia, moissanite. The ASHA diamond, sim- ASHA diamond Simulant, where fire meets ice. Welcome back to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. Uh, we were talking with Larry, uh, an, ex- an expert on military collectibles. Uh, so let's go to the phones. We have a couple, pe- couple people waiting. Uh, we're going to go to Frank Cajon. Frank, how are you, sir? Hi, hi. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask Larry a question. Um, I'm a Korean vet, vet. Yes. And I was looking for uh, some history on um, there, there's a, uh, a hill out there uh, called Outpost Harry. Mm-hmm. I belong to the Outpost Harry Survivors Association, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if there's some kind of literature out there uh, d- uh, describing the battle on Outpost Harry. 
Uh, I'm not familiar with any book book offhand, uh-huh. but I believe at some point during the show uh, we'll give my phone number out, and if, and if you call me after that and give me some particulars, I'll initiate some book searches for you and see if we can't jump something up. I would appreciate that. And also, uh, we're, uh, like, uh, I'm, I'm having a difficult time getting around, getting around, around San Diego because I'm, I'm totally blind. But, um, where, uh, is there shops in Sago where you can pick up, like, like, third division packs, something like that? Uh, there are no, uh, military antique stores in San Diego right now. Uh-huh. Um, you're more than happy to call me and I, and I can find the patch for you. Okay. Uh, there's also a, a really, really good military collectible show that happens three times a year right here in San Diego. Oh, really? And uh, that's a great place to look for items. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll get you off the show. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll give we'll give uh, Larry's information uh, pretty much at the end of the show. Give him a little couple minutes to... Give his website out and also his phone number, so this way you can uh, contact him later on. Because I know he has a lot of uh, uh, merchandise yeah, and a lot of knowledge. Literature on that on that hill. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank you very much for calling, Frank. Bye-bye. All right, let's quickly let's go to Jack and Lacasta. Jack, how are you, sir? Good. Thank you very much. Uh, I have a, a couple of brief questions. Uh, I was in the Navy on a destroyer in the years '52 and '54. And uh, had such a, a world of experiences that I want to <clears throat> I want to write a book about those those experiences. And uh, you talked about the ships uh, ships in yeah the yeah the ships histories are called cruise books cruise books yeah right I'm not so much interested in that because I've gone, I've gone online and I have found quite a bit of history about my, the two different ships I was on. Mm-hmm. My question is. Uh, you know, it's kind of an, it's a, certainly it's an autobiography. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I've got a nice outline for it. Is there any market to, to sell stories like that? Well, uh, sure there is. If you go to the major bookstores and the shopping centers, your centers, your Barnes and Nobles and your bookstars and that type of thing, it seems like their military history sessions expand a little bit every year as the as people recognize who, who would i here. would i could i you to find out who a public might be for something like that like that uh i'll tell you what that would be another uh good question for you to call me after yes, the show really. and i can dig into different materials and see if i can if i can uh get you hooked up the other the other question Tim, quickly is is there any listing of medals that were available for people that were in the service uh, during that period of time, I know I have the the national defense and the European occupation, mm-hmm. but the Korean War was on. I was wondering if there's just a general medal for anybody that was in, in during the, any part of it in the Korean War without them being attached to a unit that was in Korea. Uh, I believe that because you were in the service in the time period, uh, there's a couple of uh, Korean medals uh, specific. Uh, for I could ask way. that too. Pardon. I could ask you that when I call you later in office. Yeah, and I can I can I can dig out a reference book, and those are are medals that are readily available. Okay, but I would be interested in finding maybe a publisher. Sure. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care, Jack. Thank you for calling. All right, we're gonna go to a quick break, to a quick break, and we're uh, we're gonna come we're gonna talk more with Larry Stone, Stone uh, expert on military. You're listening to Gem Secrets. You're listening to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. We'll be right back. Are you tired of sinking thousands of dollars into a diamond when your money could be better spent elsewhere? PristineGems.com is proud to announce the ASHA, the newest diamond simulant on the market that has people selling their moissanite and diamonds. 
Unlike moissanite, with its greenish seaweed-colored tint, the Asha mimics the beauty and color of a natural, flawless diamond. All of the Asha's stones are cut to hearts and arrows perfection, which allows more than 96% of light to return back to the naked eye to enhance its sparkle and brilliance, while moissanites reflect only 70%. The Asha is affordably priced and comes with an extensive lifetime warranty, which includes protection against chipping. Even the entertainment and television industry is impressed with the Asha, using it as a substitute for expensive diamond jewelry. So experience the difference. Visit pristinegems.com where you can take the Asha challenge and decide for yourself which looks best, a $35,000 hearts and arrows diamond, cubic zirconia, moissanite, or the Asha. The Asha Diamond Simulant, where fire meets ice. The results are in. Cox Digital Telephone customers are more than satisfied with their new telephone service. An independent research firm reports that 9 out of 10 Cox Digital Telephone customers surveyed would recommend the service to a friend. And 94% rate the sound quality higher than or equal to their last provider. After round, people are switching to Cox as they get a larger free local calling area and great rates on features like call waiting, caller ID, and voicemail with award-winning customer service at no extra charge. Cox Digital Telephone with Cox Long Distance can even save you an additional $10 per month every month as part of the Cox Bundle. Log on to www.coxtelephone.com for details or call 1-888-333-6528. Service at all features may not be available in all areas. Savings based on Cox preferred rates for multiple service customers. Zone 3 calls are free with Cox and include local toll calls placed 13 to 16 miles from your home. Other restrictions apply. Survey conducted in May 2001 by an outside research firm retained to evaluate customer satisfaction levels with Cox Digital Telephone. According to scientists who study this stuff, people blink their eyes 20,000 times a day. So if you're not careful, you could easily miss how fast GEICO Auto Insurance starts working on your claim. Often we can handle details in hours instead of days. And in just 15 minutes or roughly 210 bats a night, GEICO could save you 15%. So call GEICO at 1-800-947-AUTO. You may blink twice when you see the savings. That's 1-800-947-AUTO. GEICO Direct. Direct. The sensible alternative. While paramedic Dave McLeod checked the equipment before the day's first call, someone else was online at Realtor.com helping Dave's family search for their first home. Later, as he was racing to his sixth call, someone else was at the bank reviewing Dave's mortgage. And while Dave was helping deliver a healthy set of twins who couldn't wait for the hospital, someone else was delivering his cashier's check to the title company. You've got a life. We let you live it. We're Realtors. Real estate is our life. Welcome back to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, your jewelry and collectible radio show. We were talking with Larry Stone. Uh, he's an expert on military memorabilia. Uh, it's today's topic. Now, Larry, let me uh, ask you a quick question about um, weapons. What type of weapons are usually collected? And oh, I would say the most popular type would be edged weapons in different categories. Uh, some of the, the dress swords from the 19th century, especially your Civil War swords, are real popular. Uh, there's a lot of collectors that like to collect the different styles of bayonets. Uh, some of the specialized uh, knives uh, that were made in small numbers, uh, for instance, the, uh, the, the knives made for the, the stilettos made for the United States Marine Corps Raiders in World War II. Mm -hmm. Because of the small numbers of some of those knives, they've really become quite uh, collectible, very very desired among the collectors. So the, the edged weapons category has always been a real prominent one. Okay. 
Uh, folks, if you have a question for Larry, uh, 1-800-760-5362. We're coming up uh, a little bit on the end of the show. But I want to give you a chance, uh, just in case we don't have, we run out of time, go ahead and give some information about uh, your website and also uh, your office. Sure. I'd love to, too. Uh, my, le- my website is LarryStoneBooks.com, and you'll see a wide range of collectibles and reference books on the website. Uh, also, my Ember is, Ember is area code 619-444-0867. Again, that's 619-444-0867. And I'll be happy to field any questions people may have after the show. Uh, one thing I would like to mention, too, one of the best shows in the tree for collecting military items is here in San Diego at the Scottish Rite Center, three times a year, and the next show is going to be on February 9th. And people can also call me for information on that show. Um, I also produce my own antique show in San Diego called Collector's Night, which is the third Tuesday of the month. It's also at the Scottish Rite in the afternoons from 1 to 7. And I'm always set up at that show, and people can come down to the show and contact me there. The next Collector's Night show will be November 20th. Uh, and then I will be, this coming week, I'll be set up uh, all weekend at the Del Mar Antique Show. I'll have a big display up there. If people have any questions or items they'd like to bring by, they're more than welcome to, to see me at Del Mar also. Goodness, you are a busy man. <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up here. Uh, Larry, thank you very much for coming on the show. Well, Michael, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to people about this. And uh, it's been a very enjoyable morning. Yeah, now... Uh, now, also for uh, for the website, what can people actually find on the website? Well, you will find uh, books, uh, medals, patches, insignia. Uh, I specialize in. Uh, I should I put this in as a plug for myself. I love to collect U.S. Marine Corps and Navy items from World War II. I also collect uh, Army helicopter and Special Forces items from Vietnam. I tend to be uh, kind of heavy in that kind of material because it's what I like to collect for myself. Uh, so people may be able to go on to go on there and find a book or or an interesting piece of memorabilia. And then they can always email me, too, if they have a question about the price of the item. If someone has a large group of things uh, that has uh, family sentimental value, uh, I'm available for pre- professional appraisals if they need to get an appraisal uh, for insurance reasons also. Okay, great. Larry, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was a great show. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right, you take care. Bye-bye. Okay, that was Larry Stone. Uh, again, uh, again, you can contact him at 619-444-0867, or you can just go to his website, uh, Larry Stone. LarryStoneBooks.com, uh, where he has a, a list of uh, different memorabilia that you can take a look at, uh, information about books that uh, he has in stock, um, and also about uh, a little bit of history of the different type of uh, uh, memorabilia that's out there. All right, and also, if you want to listen to the show, if you're just uh, tuning in and you missed the show, you can go ahead and go to my website, GemSecrets.com, and go to the Listen to the Show area where you can uh, listen to archive shows. All right, that's all, we have, all the time we have today. I wish we had more, but thank you very much for tuning in. You've been listening to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time.
Thanks for listening to Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures, the nationally syndicated radio jewelry show. Join Michael Rogers again next week to learn about diamonds, gemstones, and more. It's Gem Secrets and Hidden Treasures. Hi, folks. This is Dave Stahl for Camino Transmissions. You've heard Camino Transmissions. They sponsor my show on 760 KFMB. In fact, they've been doing it for over four years. And why do they sponsor my show? Because they're good people. Good people. I send more customers to Camino Transmissions than you can imagine. That's right. And I don't call ahead of time. I don't set it up. I just send them. How do that? Because I know Camino Transmissions will take care of their car from one end to the other. Automatic transmissions, all diagnosis, totally free. Hey, you broke down someplace in the county? Hey, call them up, 1-800-750-TRAN. They'll come to your location, pick your vehicle up, take it to Camino, up in Encinitas. If it 